fast-moving developments in the search for a possible serial killer. They were random and deadly. The killing spree began a week ago Saturday. Warning. This podcast contains descriptions or graphic events, crime scenes and various disturbing content, along with explicit language. Listener's discretion is advised. Enjoy. Hello. <laughs> All right. Well, this is another episode of High Crimes and Misdemeanors. So fun and fruity. I love the intro. So, what are we talking about today, Joy? Hybristophilia. I wrote this. I wrote this. <laughs> so I wrote this script, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. I wrote the script. Like most serial killers, do their planning in the middle of the night with the deepest thought of matriarchal hatred at the forefront of my brain. That means I was thinking about killing my mother. <laughs> oh, of course. Naturally. Oh my god, I didn't see how good your eyeliner looks today. Oh my god, thank you it so much. So good. You know what? It would be cool if like you filled in the buzz parts of your hair with black and like had your eyebrows and eyeliner go all the way to your hairline. That's an immaculate idea. I think that would be very nice. That would look sick. I just, you know, just spitball in here seeing what catches. Anyways, <laughs> this is a super annoying topic, so I'm going to get heated at multiple points. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about it, but I, I It gets me pretty heated. Infuriating. As someone who's been in the true crime community, or like at least in the atmosphere, for like more than half my life, like I've come across some pretty questionable blogs in my day. Ooh, felt know? that. The big same. I need to say in the atmosphere of the community, because if I say involved in the true crime community i feel like i'm a serial killer yeah that sounds like you're a contributing member of of the true crime society which is not a good idea i mean winkity wink 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 winkity wink 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 (laughs) (laughs) but uh you know you know how these blogs are like the ones Uh that like idolize serial killers they're usually ran by thirsty women with with savior complexes who like to feel dangerous and scared during Sex. Or or lonely men who see serial killers as brave people who actually did the things that they could only dream. Just get choked like the rest of us. Honestly, <laughs> just just like you know, have your vision go a little bit spotty when when, when just you're a little bit. You know, it's, yeah. you know when you stand up too fast. Yeah, kind of have an iron deficiency <laughs> and you're good. <laughs> Something about the blogs that are ran by like thirsty women, though, like it hits different. Like it just, yeah, something about it feels different. Like it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Have you seen the ones that are like dedicated to the Columbine killers? I'm gonna talk about that later in a very, I literally, I, I was having a rant whilst typing, and I was like, I'm not even gonna edit this out, I'm gonna fucking keep it in because, like, make it make sense. But the name, as you know, for people who are sexually attracted to those who commit violent crimes against other human beings, are called hyperstaphiliacs, mm-hmm. obviously, considering that. What we're talking about, but according to womenshealth.com, hyperstaphilia it's pretty pretty prominent, mostly in women. Really? Not a lot of men, you know. That's kind of like with movies, how movies with like a man stalking a woman is supposed to be, oh my gosh, it's sexy and dangerous, and oh my god. But like, if it's a movie of a man getting stalked by a woman, it's like, wow, what a crazy psycho bitch. Yeah. You know? That's usually how it goes. It's very weird. In that same article of Women's Health, Lois Schelsinger says, quote, the sexual attraction is brought on by other characteristics that the criminal might have or components of their life that find them to be appealing partners. Criminals make the perfect boyfriend in a way these women know where their boyfriend is at all times and they only have to share positive encounters with him. I guess that's fair if you really think about it in that way. I mean... 
Yeah, but you have a pretty desperate only dating pool to be incarcerated. Yeah. You know. Even in my darkest hour. I mean, I've been there and it was a pretty dark hour. (laughs) In this dynamic, women feel safe and in control of their relationships, which is why many of those relationships don't transfer well once the criminal is out of prison. Shocker. Like, the peak of their relationship is usually while he's the center of his sentence. Right. Because then they get out and you're like, oh, that's a real person. Yeah. And they're allowed to be a dick to me now because if I... Yeah, I can see... I see them for more than an hour every other week. <laughs> yeah, and if I do out, they can just go find somebody else. Like, yeah. they're not reliant on me anymore. And mm-hmm. I think that's what they like. When I was dating my ex who was in jail, when he was in jail, awesome, spectacular. When he got out of jail and we were friends, we were only friends for two months. So, like, six years added yeah. up to, like, two months. <laughs> yeah, that that's a, a, a prickly situation, friend. God, I can't even be original on how I date a convict. Like, God. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that there are two different types of fibristophilia? I did not. You did not. Well, there is. Who would have known? The first kind is like the general kind that we've been talking about and that we know about and that we make fun of. That's passive hybristophilia. It's like the Tumblr blogs and the Facebook groups and like Twitter and Instagram stands and whatever. Gross. You know, like the aesthetic fan cam edits. Yeah. Shit like that. And it's the serial killer merch. And it's, (laughs) I'm not adding you directly. At me next time. I'm not not quoting you, like, I'm not making fun of you directly. Yours isn't, like, sexualized. No, it's not sexualized at all. Yeah, it's it's just for, it's just so people avoid me when they see me in public. I have no problem having a double standard when it comes to certain (laughs) things. I don't. I don't want to fuck them, you know? Yeah, I completely understand. Yeah. You know, it's the kind of people who say, like, well, if he, if someone would have loved him right, he would have, he wouldn't have done those things. Mm. You know, and it's the women that seek violent criminals for romance. And um, people in this group don't want to commit the crimes. They see serial killers more as characters, crushes, and celebrities and stuff. Gross. Yeah, we love that. In Psychology Today, they quoted an article saying, these women are usually delusional and will try to find excuses for what the criminal did. They will develop relationships with a criminal and feel that they are special, that even though their lover may have killed numerous people, they would never harm her. They usually feel like they can quote-unquote change their lover and have rescue fantasies yeah isn't that like a thing with like narcissists is like if you can get like when you get a narcissist to like care about you quote unquote it makes you feel like real special <laughs> yeah it's kind of like but it's not real do you remember there's the, a picture on the internet somewhere of like one of those magazines the kind that are like the size of a laptop screen and made out of really cheap paper mm-hmm. with like uh, it's like alien spotted or it's just like the really crappy. Oh yeah, magazines. like world news or whatever. Yeah, the, you remember the one of a woman saying that it was back in the 90s where she was like Jeffrey Dahmer, he would have been the perfect lover. He just needed the right woman. No. You know? I sure did not you see know, that. blatantly ignoring that only was he a homosexual. A blatant homosexual. A, a flaming homosexual. Yeah. Yeah, like let's just brush those aside. Now the second kind of hyperstophilia, all right? The second kind. Again, according to Psychology Today, my my saving grace, honestly and truly, love it. That's aggressive hybristophilia. Mm. That comprises of individuals who acute, like just a little bit, try to like help criminals commit the crime, like mm. helping out their lover by the in, with the crimes by luring victims, hiding bodies, covering up the crimes, or even being there while the crime is committed. Oof. Yeah, they think that that act brings the two together. That's like a whole other level. Like you I, know. God, I, can, I can never imagine, but maybe it's because I'm delicate and overly empathetic. Like I could just never. 
It depends. It really does depend. <laughs> it's the highest form of trauma bonding. You know, we all know how steadfast trauma bonding is. Mm-hmm. Nothing quite bonds two people like experiencing something shitty together or doing or something, doing something horrific together. together. Yeah, I guess. I guess. You know, it's kind of like one of those friendships where you guys are only close because you like to shit talk your other friends. Been there. We've all had one of those. I've Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> High school is a different time. Yeah. Some of the examples of aggressive hyperstophilia is uh, the infamous Fred and Rose West. Oh, yeah. You know, th- uh, obviously, you know, but to those of you who don't, they were known for abuse, rape, and murder of countless people, including their own children. Wasn't that the Moore's murders? Mm-hmm. Moore's murders is not what they are also called. Wasn't that the same? Perhaps I don't know. Mayhaps. We're probably gonna do an episode on them. Oh, I'm sure. We'll Killer couples, hell yeah. Oh hell yeah, that'll be a whole season. Bitch. Ooh, bitch. Fred was charged with 12 counts of murder in 1994 and later committed suicide while in custody. And Rose received a life sentence for 10 counts of murders. There is also Ian and, and Ian Brady and Myra Hinsley. Ray and Faye Copeland, Paul Bernardo, and Carla, uh, who those two were later pinned, uh, the Ken and Barbie killers. Oh, I know them. Yeah, Bailey Sarian did a fantastic episode on them. Oh, yeah? This is not an ad. I'm just so homosexual. I was about to say, what about our voices? I mean, yeah, no, our voices are fantastic. I, just kidding. I hate my voice every time I hear yeah, it. Yeah, I am um, <clears throat> not the biggest fan of my voice personally, <laughs> but we're not going to go there. People like Richard Ramirez, Charles Manson, and some of the family, the Manson family cult members, Ted Bundy, and both of the uh, Menendez brothers all managed to get married while in prison. What? Yeah. What the fuck? And then uh, the last episode we did on uh, War Machine and Christy Mack, uh, War Machine. Oh, yeah. Didn't he get married in he, prison? He got engaged while to a woman with a child. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Why are people like this? You know what? People be desperate. Like, I get it. There's something about a bad boy, but the thing about a bad boy is they're usually bad yeah. boys. <laughs> and and that bad boy like nearly killed his girlfriend. Yeah, and you're not special, sweetie. I hate yeah. to break it to you, but he, he's gonna turn that anger on you. Hundred ten percent. Even someone as recent as Chris Watts, the man who murdered oh my. his uh, pregnant wife and their two children. Uh-uh. Uh, he gets love letters in prison. Oh my fucking. He hasn't gotten married yet, but he gets love letters. Um, How many of these fucked up types of people could there really be out there? I don't want you so to think about it. So many. I like, want to fight th- them all. If we were to find the statistic, we would probably walk into the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. With a toaster. <laughs> Ted Bundy, Richard Ramirez, and Rodley, Rodney Alcala all had women that swooned over them in the courtroom Jesus while God. they talked about their brutal crimes. All three of those men were... Um, you know, ruthless rapists mm-hmm. uh, who tortured and murdered young women, and each of these men had a, had a victim that was still aged in the single digits. Oh my god! And these, and like, yet these women are still like, oh my god, you know, mm, he's so handsome. Yeah, and like me and my dad were watching the uh, the documentary about Rodney Alcala, and these women were like, oh my god, look at him. Oh my god! And I was like, he's ugly. Same thing with Richard Ramirez. Yeah, like he had such fucked up teeth. Time, and I'm like, mm. I don't think there's any time where those fucked up teeth and that halitosis would Dude, be acceptable. You, every time we mention Richard Ramirez, you're like his halitosis because it's real. <laughs> yeah, but like, it's almost as if you like smelled him yourself. You know, sometimes I feel like I did. <laughs> <laughs> there's a new kind of musty. It's called Richard Ramirez mm. musk. But like, I never found Ted Bundy to be attractive. No. 
you know, like he just gives me very Republican vibes. And very starch Republican. I attracted to a Republican. And even though he was freaky, you know the, the sex was probably vanilla. Oh, yeah, I knew. I, 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 bet, I bet it was. Like, like his that. idea of kinky was like a little choking and that was it. Oh, my God. I bet it was like but the worst, no. which is probably why he never really had a lot of serious girlfriends. Yeah. And then the one that he did have ended up. <laughs> yep, turning him in, which same girl, same. Same. Don't date me because if I get the slightest whisper that you're a serial killer, I'm turning your ass in and I'm cashing in. Yes. Her. <laughs> like if I get the slightest inkling that my partner might maybe potentially be a serial killer, I'm writing a script and then I'm calling the police. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. In that order. Yeah. According to Wiki Wand, which is obviously a super credible source. Of course. It was it's basically it collects common knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. well everybody knows. <laughs> it's kinda like that. Oh yeah. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't know that? Yeah. 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 Heverstophilia is derived from a Greek word meaning to commit an outrage against someone. Oh. And the ending of the word philia is to have a strong affinity or preference for. Yeah, like pedophilia. Yeah. Or that's the only philia um, I know. Objectophilia. Sure. Ophelia. I don't know. I don't know. Ophelia. That's a great name. <laughs> Good song by the Lumineers. I don't mm. know. Uh, Catherine <laughs> Ranslin, a forensic psychology professor at DeSales University, said that out of the women who have dated or married violent offenders, they've listed many reasons. And some of the most common reasons are low self-esteem and a lack of father figure. <laughs> of course. Daddy issues leads to shitty dating choices. Who would have guessed? That's never happened ever. Dude, can you imagine if I had daddy issues on top of my mommy issues? Same. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Oh. Can you, oh my goodness! Don't you have like a sprinkling of daddy issues though? Everybody has a sprinkling of daddy issues. Yeah, like everyone my just dad has can issues. Be very inconsiderate sometimes <laughs> yeah. to my mental health and many other facets. Fucking felt that. Your dad, uh, you know, <laughs> he was like that. I'm not gonna lie. Every, I think it's something about the age. That Another generation. reason is they want to believe that they can change and fix the man. Mm-hmm. That their savior complex. Uh, some of them just straight up want attention. And then the last one is, quote, some mental health experts have compared infatuation with killers to extreme forms of fascination. They view such women as insecure females who cannot fall in love in normal ways or as, quote, love avoidant females who seek romantic relationships that cannot be consummated. Like women who are like, I'm in love with a ghost. Yeah. Would you I get down to town with a ghost? I oh, like, absolutely. Listen, we talked about this when we had Desiree guest, but like. I would fuck a ghost I in a heartbeat. Could you imagine? Because you don't have to look up and see the weird sex faces. Oh, yeah. Or what if you do look up and see, like, a demon? Well, then I'm bussing. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, I don't, what, what was the question? <laughs> like, I think I think that's a win-win in my book. I've boned some ugly dudes. At least this one would have an explanation. He's literally unholy. Hell yeah, I've boned some ugly dudes. Dude, yeah. I'm, I'm not proud of That could be a whole podcast in and of itself. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? But... <laughs> So, like, clearly this episode is a little bit shorter than the rest. It's more of an educational slash conversational, but it's been bothering me for a fucking while. Yeah, don't, I just, there's a difference between fascination and attraction. And I think sometimes the wires can get crossed. Yeah. Like, it's, have I, have I hit it while watching a true crime documentary? Absolutely. You know, that's it's the background noise. But it doesn't me. turn me on. Yeah, it's good background noise. Nice, it's consistent. great. It's great. No one else can hear the. Bzzz, you know, everything's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. Or you the. Know? 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you know what I mean? There's a difference between fascination and sexualization and romanticization. You know, you know, the second you start having fantasies about a serial killer, uh, we need to talk. Or a mass murderer. Or anybody who's done anything horrible. Like, even remotely in the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Even if it's, like, a minor violent offense, I still think there's something wrong there. Absolutely. It might come across, like, I'm ranting, like, maybe I am. I definitely am. But I just don't think idolizing serial killers is cute. No, it's not cute. It's, it's not, not cute. quirky. Um, <laughs> it's not. I don't think writing fan fiction about a serial killer is cute. God, no. Like, I think you're just completely disregarding a victim's traumatic experience. Because yeah. like, you think that this mediocre man is attractive. That's not a cute thing to do. Yeah, and often, like, these fucking, oh my god, these, ah, these blogs about serial killers, the amount of misinformation oh, yeah. that they spread is... It's honestly getting comical at this point. Like, I think the... Oh, my therapist just messaged me. Not now, Kimberly. Oh, yay. Anyways, I think, like, uh, the biggest form of misinformation when it comes to, like, a serial killer or a mass murderer is, like, okay, so it's been well over 20 years since the Columbine school shooting, mm-hmm. uh, which, obviously, we all know what that is because we had to start doing drills in school. But as a recap, that was when 18-year-old Eric Harris and 17-year-old Dillick Claybold killed seven of their classmates at school before killing themselves. Yet, what a lot of blogs like to say is that uh, they were bullied. They were bullied. They were bullied victims because they listened to Marilyn Manson and they wanted the school but to pay for what they did. Plot twist, they were the goddamn bullies. Yeah, like, yet, been more than 20 years, it's well known that these boys weren't outcasts. Nope. One of them had depression and just really wanted to die. The other one was like a known ladies man and they didn't yeah. even like Marilyn Manson that much. It was pretty clear who was the submissive and who was the oh, dominant oh, one in the relationship. It's kind of like uh, in Scream. Yeah, uh, Matthew Lillard and... Uh, yeah. What is Bill, Billy and Skeet Stu? Ulrich. Yeah. You Stu could tell who Billy. was pulling the strings and who was just following. Like Matthew Lillard's character says, peer pressure, I'm far too sensitive. That's basically this. <laughs> my parents are going to be so bad Oh my God. I love That's my favorite part because me, if I ever accidentally did something oh like that. Oh my God, that's me. My, my parents are going to be so bad Oh my God. But like, you know... It wasn't about getting back at their bullies. Nope. It wasn't about getting back at the jocks. No. It was about causing as much suffering as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. That's why they attacked the cafeteria where the most people would be. And that's why they yep. set up bombs at other places. It mm-hmm. wasn't about getting back at anyone. It was about taking as many people with them as they could. And yet, you log on to Tumblr and you type in your crime in the search bar and you will find countless blogs by young women. Oh, it's sickening. Often like, literally sickening. Talking about how much they're in love with Eric or Dylan. And I think yep. I think one of them I saw, like, imagine being held in Eric's arms. And I'm like, honey pie, you weren't born until 2003. He was already almost out of high school. He is a grown ass man. <laughs> you were Not to born mention, yet. Yeah, it's kind of like the girls who go, like, real crazy about Tate yeah. from American Horror Story. Like, it's a fine line before, like, don't get me wrong, Evan Peters is a Evan fucking... Peters. The character, mm. hot. What the character did, horrific. And, you know, I think sometimes you got to be careful because that can bleed over into real life. And then you're like, yeah. then you start thinking real yeah. people are like these sympathetic. Yeah. And they're not. They're not. The real world is far less romantic. And there's rarely a subplot that makes something <laughs> worth it. <laughs> if you want to be able to simp after blonde Evan Peters without feeling bad, simp after his character in Coven. Oh, little poor baby boy. Yeah, he he didn't do nothing wrong. I mean, yeah. he did, but he was a sexual assault survivor. You know? Yeah, poor baby. He didn't just murder people because he had daddy and mommy issues. You know? Yeah. But clearly, I'm not bashing anybody for being obsessed with true crime. 
I mean, look at me. Literally what this whole podcast is. of a true crime podcast. However, however, I draw the line at romanticizing serial killers, murderers, and rapists. And it's such a problem that, like, young women can't do certain things without precautions. Because it's so dangerous out there for us due to men. Like yep. the men that we talk about on the show. And like serial killers aren't misunderstood little beings who have had traumatic lives and they just need to be loved right by some random teenage woman with a laptop in Michigan. Like, like I promise you that's not going to fix that. Yeah, it's not going to change anything. Like I've said this before and I'll say it again. But like if I openly, like if I catch you openly sexualizing and excusing serial killers, bro, I will bully you on the main. Oh, I will bully everyone You're I see. only hurting your grandma because of what I'm going to do to you. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's gonna be blogs about me next, motherfucker. Fucking true. Honestly, I didn't. I didn't think of a, a, a witty come like a witty outro or follow up questions. Just that like serial killers aren't sexy. <laughs> serial killers are not sexy. Um, movie serial killers. That's a movie. That's a different. You can sexualize that all yeah. you want. That's literally what media is for. As long as you remember that it's fiction. Yeah. And serial killers again. There's no romantic subplot. They aren't precious little beans. Uwu. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, woo. they're not imagine, it's not imagine. they're just monsters they're just monsters imagine you're in the dark alley and ed kemper at his prime at his prime behind you saying Ooh, woo. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. yeah oh bumblebutt oh bumblebutt get over here and then he murders me yeah i kind of thirsted i i sounded pretty thirsty after him in our first episode that was just because i was thinking about that their height and then mm. the more I started reading about... It's satire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I cope. I do not want to fuck Ed Kemper. I don't. Yeah. No, I um don't want to fuck anybody in the true crime realm. The only person I want to go to pound town with in the true crime community is the narrator of Forensic Files. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, also the actor that plays Will Graham in Hugh Hannibal. Dancy. Yeah, Hugh Dancy. The whole cast. Yeah, really the whole cast of, of Hannibal. new and old. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Amen. Because uh, also Hannibal, the movie. Dude, Anthony Hopkins. I'm in love with him. Yeah. Chef's kiss. Mads Mikkelsen. I'm in love with him. Mm-hmm. Chef's kiss. Uh, how old were you when you reme- when you realized he doesn't have eyebrows? I guess I was today years old. Yeah, he doesn't have eyebrows. Amazing. Look, look at him. I'm telling you, look him up. No eyebrows on the man. Mads Mikkelsen? Mads Mikkelsen. Look him up as Hannibal. Dun, 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 dun. He has eyebrows. Where? They're just like barely there. There's none. They're just really hard to see. There's none. And he's missing a tooth on one of his sides. Yet for some reason, all I know is funny man have nice accent. (laughs) (laughs) Me want held. (laughs) Me want held. Me want held. Apparently he's not that attractive in person. I believe it. Are you saying that because your jealous boyfriend told you that he's not that attractive I, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, I know you are. I'm just saying. You're hyping him up and he was like, um, actually, I've met him in person. Not that impressed. It's <laughs> 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 like, okay. Dude, okay, Dave. For me, when I meet any famous female in public, like, mm, I'm that impressed. <laughs> the side of me is like, fuck me, mom. Don't fuck crazy people. Yeah, don't no, not that. crazy people. Crazy people are fine. Don't fuck people violent people. Yeah. Don't fuck violent people. Don't fuck murderously violent people. Don't fuck murderers or rapists. And if you have, if you have the slightest inkling that your partner might maybe potentially have murdered someone, call us. 
Yeah, <laughs> and we'll call the police for you. We'll yep. get an exclusive. Uh, but don't participate in anything. Nope. Definitely not. Don't do that. That would be very bad for you. And I think I wanted to do this episode so that like, whenever we mention hyperstophilia, they can come back to this as a definition. Yeah, there you go. So smart. Our okay. thumbnail, as always, was done by Starlight Studios. Mm-hmm. Casey at Starlight Studios. That's two R's underscore studios. My Instagram is Leonardo DeHucci. Yours is... Cowboy.diplomat. And ours combined is um, HCNM Podcast. Um, eventually, we'll have people email spooky stories. Eventually, because we do have an email. We do have an email, which is hcnmpodcast at gmail.com. In case so you're if you wondering. Have sc- if you have a scary story, email us. Again, that's hcnmpodcast at gmail.com. Or if you've interacted with someone spooky... Or if you've ever had a stalker or anything like that. Really any scary experience, let us know. Yeah, ever interacted with a a white woman in like the middle of the day. I'd love to hear about it. Wash your A, rinse your V. Be safe. And uh, don't get murdered. Amen. Kisses, love you. What just happened?